It's not my idea. This idea comes from the old people. I'm only repeating to you what they've told them to me and to many other people. And so, uh, it, it's time to, 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 to get rid of that one-size-fits-all and actually focus right in on what it is that uh, that uh, our communities need. And I think that I, I think that's a driver. Oh, no. So what do our communities need? And who gets to decide how do we go about getting those programs or services? Ace well, good people. My name is Sharon Denemy, and this episode of Stalo Signal is so important because, as always, we believe in Stalo. And we are coming up to a vote on the Constitution for our future Stalo Hukhomuth Nation. Your mail-in ballots have been sent out, and voting officially opens online on November 4th at O-N-E-F-E-A-T-H-E-R dot C-A, onefeather dot C-A. But you may be able to do that today, so be sure to go check out that link. In-person voting also opens on November 13th and 14th in Lakamal, Chiacton, and at our Stalo Nation Governance House here on the grounds of Stalo Nation. So what are we asking you to vote on? We need to be very clear that it is not treaty, not just yet. Our negotiators are still working on that. But in order to ensure that we are all on the same page, we do need our communities to agree upon our constitution first. And this document defines how the six villages of the Stolo Hohomuch will work together in our future as a government. We've talked about all of this before, and all of the details of what you are voting on can be found at our website at sxta.bc.ca slash vote. But let's hear from a couple of other voices from our nation. Let's start with one of our most respected leaders, and I'll let him introduce himself. I'm Joe Hall. Hi. My uh, name is Squam uh, Komach. I'm from the Chiacton First Nation, and I was chief on chief and council there for nearly 30 years. And uh, now I'm retired. Uh, I was... I uh, worked for Stalo Nation for a number of years as uh, both their president and uh, as their CEO uh, for many years as well. And then I went into treaty negotiations and I was the uh, uh, the uh, chief's rep on the negotiating team for the Stalo Hohomic Treaty Association. So as you can tell from his extensive experience, Grand Chief Joe Hall has thought a lot about what our communities need and why it's so important that our members have their say on the Constitution. We wanted to share his long-term perspective with you. Although I saw the problems when I first got involved and I got first elected in 1981, that was the first elected, I I experienced all the challenges uh, back then, what what the government's doing. But, you know, even at that time, I didn't, I I always, I just accepted the fact that they were our guardians and they were going to make all the rules and they were going to do the best for us. But over the years, I found that this is not what I expected. And there was really no no government changes or direction that showed uh, that we were going to see a modification to the relationship between First Nations people and Canada. So it's it's been 20 plus years that uh, waiting for this opportunity for us to take on the responsibility and change, you know, the uh, uh, the relationship that we have with the with the federal government. Twenty years is a long time, and that is basically how long the SXTA has been in treaty negotiations. But our leaders have been speaking out against the way 
Stolo land was taken, and the racist ways our communities have been treated for more than 150 years. Uh, for too long, uh, we've we've lived under the Indian Act, which is uh, uh, it's very cold, and it, it was essentially designed to to govern Aboriginal people across Canada. Well, you know what? The people in the the the, the communities in the in the prairies are not the same as here on the West Coast or even on the East Coast. Uh, there, there are so many differences. The diversities here in, in Western Canada are not the same across Canada. So it's important uh, for us to, to have a, a leading role in, in determining you know, how, how our, governances, our government is going to be established and the structures that are going to be in it. And the ones who are most impacted by, uh, by, by a constitution are the members itself. And for too long, uh, they have not had a say in anything uh, that has to do with governance in their communities. So uh, this, is, this gives them an opportunity uh, to, to look at and participate in, in discussion and eventually decision on which gov- types of government organizations and structures uh, will exist when, when treaty comes along. Um, the, the, the rules that, that, are, that we're establishing are for our area. Not for the prairies, not for the uh, east coast, but it's for our area. Or, nor, or even as different as, as not in northern BC or on Vancouver Island or in the interior. This is for the Stalo in this region. Um, you are the ones who are most knowledgeable on what impacts exist because of all of the uh, either infrastructure or lack of inf- infrastructure and what needs to be done. So, and. I truly believe, especially with the with the younger uh, people becoming more involved in councils and that sort of thing, there's a change. It's very slow, but there is a change happening, and uh, this is the right time for them to become uh, more participatory in in in, in governance and uh, lawmaking and policy making. Yes, we need to define our own governance system in our own way and work together to provide our own community's needs. But first, we need to get our people out to vote and not only on the Constitution, which is the vote coming up from November 4th to 14th, but for the treaty itself in a couple of years. Voter turnout is a problem in all sorts of elections. Only 65 percent of British Columbians in general vote in provincial elections. But our people have all kinds of barriers when it comes to voting. I thought about, uh, you know, some of the challenges that we were going to face when we were putting this together. And and some of the most obvious ones are the fact that uh, uh our people, you know, our community members uh, are unfortunately very used to having somebody make all their decisions. Uh, and, and I'm speaking about, you know, the, the Indian Act itself. Uh, there wasn't the ability for community members uh, to, to participate in policies that have been basically um, put down on or, 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 or enforced on, on First Nations people. people. So, uh, First things first is is basically to to uh, uh, to inform the people that this is going to be you know their one of their opportunities to participate in a democratic process to to determine just exactly um, what type of governing structures uh, that that are going to be in place. I think that uh, uh, that's going to be you know the primary challenge is is the type of um, apathy, I guess, around, you know, well, what's the sense of me participating? There's still a strong blend of old school thinking in there that where people have been basically accustomed or brainwashed, if you will, into 
uh, leaving everything to the Indian Act and the government of Canada to make decisions for your community. That um, needs to be advertised that this is not done well for our community. Uh, in fact, a lot of the initiatives that are happening across the, the country um, are, are, that are, have been designed and implemented by First Nations are, have been more beneficial to the First Nations in the last 10 years than Canada has done in 150 years or so. Okay, Grand Chief Hall is not mincing words here. You put me on a soapbox. And <laughs> but he is optimistic for the future. So we asked, what would be his rallying cry to our communities to encourage our people to get out and vote? I think, and, and, and as I mentioned before, there's a, there's a more youthful generation coming along and they're better educated and they have not uh, been exposed as much as perhaps, you know, the older generations as to what kind of problems that they, they've, they've experienced. And so, uh, and, and, you know, I think as well, too, uh, they're a little more aware of uh, non-Native elections and, and, and probably more so recently because of all of the weird stuff that's happening around the world. And I think they become more um, sensitive to what's happening in their surroundings and what opportunities uh, have are available. So there, there's a myriad of examples in the world. You see protests happening, you know, like these are happening because government's not listening. Uh, you know, some of these, like in the United States, for example, you see all kinds of struggles down there and, and racism and all of that. Well, you know, they, they, they need to be um, either reminded or, or educated that these, a lot of these things are happening because the people have not had a say in, in, in what affects their life and how it could be remedied. So this is an opportunity, I think, you know, a, a kind of a, a multi-pronged opportunity to, to bring them into the fold. I, you know, it's, um, reality is too, as the older generations are passing on or becoming less involved um, uh, to a certain degree so that that old, old mindset is, has dis is disappearing. And the, the youth are coming along, and this is just the right time to basically inform them that here's your opportunity. It's a democratic process that we're putting in place. Uh, so be a part of it. Um, be part of this exciting um, uh, time, and, and, uh, and let's get to the next step. Uh, uh, our challenges uh, and desires and wants should be processed, and debated and discussed amongst ourselves and uh, not having to fight tooth and nail with other non-Aboriginal governments. Uh, so it's exciting. I, I, I think that uh, I, I'd probably close with that. It's an exciting opportunity and exciting time. And I look forward, hopefully in my lifetime, <laughs> to see this happen. Yep, and let's close it with that. It is exciting. So please get out and vote and have your say. If you need more information about the Constitution, how to vote, or the Stolokuhomuk Treaty Association, go to our website at www.sxta.bc.ca and just click on anything that says vote. And if you still have questions, contact us at outreach at sxta.bc.ca or call 604-824-3281. We believe in Stalo. Oh, no.